Hey guys, I want to tell you about Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. And how do I know? Because Todd Orndorff on a podcast now switched to Anchor. And it's absolutely free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Can you imagine not having to lug all of your equipment every place you go to do an interview or record? You can do it all right from your phone. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you want to be heard, they send you there. You do the fun stuff, they do the hard stuff. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're not recording, right? It automatically is, but... Okay, never mind. Yeah, I know you're recording. I'm not going to do it. No, what is it? <laughs> nothing, nothing. No, what were you going to do? I had to fart. Oh, my God. I had to fart. I'm not re- <laughs> We're talking about a man. That's me. He's esteemed. Uh-huh. He's known worldwide. You heard him. He has listeners everywhere. Woo! Damn near every corner of the globe. That's far. Mr. Tuttle. Let's go. I'm a podcast veteran. Been in the game for 10 years. I got the co host that knows most, and that's Johnny. And I'm Toddy. This is the TC. What's up, what's up, and good evening to you. This is Todd Orner from the Toddcast coming at you from the great state of PA, Central PA to be exact. My name is Todd Orndorff. I'll be your party host for this evening, and along with me today, from parts unknown, he is the hype man for Tattooed in the Wild, the raging redneck himself, the title holder to Castle Venison Jerkay, Johnny Simonetti, or Simonetti, it never matters, because he's ready. Johnny, what's up, my friend? What's up, my homie? What's How up? are you, brother? What's up, my homie? I'm good, dude. How are you doing? I, I know how you're doing. I, I'm let's, doing. Let's stop the BS immediately. Yeah. Tell the folks how you're doing. <laughs> I, I'm doing much better. I'm, I'm doing much better now. It's been a rough week for me, dude. Um, we had two vehicle breakdowns in two days. How's that even? You happen? know, we we've got two vehicles. I, trust me, bro, brother. I wish I knew. I, I don't know. It's been rough. It's been. I've been. I've been depressed. I've. I felt defeated this week. You know, I, my wife drives a PT Cruiser. I got a Toyota pickup truck, and then you know, her, my father-in-law he has a Toyota Corolla. So we got a backup vehicle. So her car started overheating the other day, and I knew I knew it had an overheating problem. Okay, that's not a problem, but it's winter time. You know, winter time's no problem. But we had some warmer weathers, and. She called me the other day. She said, babe, I had to pull over because the car's overheating. I'm like, all right, you know what? That's fine. We, I'll take care of it this weekend. I know it needs a cooling fan. No problem. Well, it overheated so bad on her the other day. I said, just bring it home, park it. You drive my truck because, you know, it's a Toyota. It's golden. So she took the truck. I took her dad's car to work. She calls me, was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. She called me yesterday and said, babe, your truck just cut off on me you know, in the middle of Greenville Avenue. She goes, I'm in the turning lane with my flashers on. I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm on the way. I, I took one of our mechanics from work to, you know, maybe we could figure out what's going on. Well, one of my neighbors up the street, 
Eric, he, he recognized the truck and he pulled in behind her and he pushed her out of the road. And, and he, he texted me. He said, Hey man, if you need help hauling your truck, let me know. So long story short, we ended up picking up my truck, taking it down to my work. And luckily <clears throat> I knew I had to get her car running. I knew I was going to work on her car that night. So I had to, you know, I had to get my truck down to Waynesboro, come back. I had the parts. Some very good friends of ours got the parts that I needed for her car that day. So I knew I had to get my truck down, bring it back, you know, come back and work on her car. Well, my buddy Christopher Price, he said, dude, you take care of your truck. When the parts get there, let me, let me know. I'll come start on Dreamer's car. So by the time I got back dropping my truck off, Chris and, uh, my next door neighbor Sawyer, they already had the fan on. We put a, uh, ignition coil on it because it had been like missing a little bit and it would cut off on her. That was the only thing I knew to do. So when I got back to the house, the fan was already on it. The, and then we put the ignition coil on it. Her car's running great. Come to find out today, hey, you know, I, I, I took off at lunchtime, went and cashed my check, grabbed a sandwich, came back. I broke a timer belt on my truck. Well, that's not an easy fix and that's not, uh, a cheap fix. Well, the same guy that Eric, my buddy up the, up, up the hill that towed it for me, he had a, he knows a guy that is a Toyota mechanic and he got in touch with him. He called me today. He said, yeah, man. He said, I'll tell you what. He said, I've got everything to fix it for you. He said, I'll get it for you. 300 bucks. That's a $900 fix. Yeah. If you took it to a dealer or somewhere, that's, that's 900 bucks. And he's going to do it for me for 300 bucks. That's parts and everything. We're doing the plugs, plug wires, changing the oil and everything for 300 bucks. So it started off pretty bad. And but everything worked out. Because like I'm gonna tell you right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's that. I mean, dude, the stress of that would absolutely suck. Dude, I'm, I'm gonna tell you what. I was yesterday, last night when I went to bed, I was pretty much feeling defeated. I, I really, I was. And it's just what can go wrong will go wrong. Can't catch a break. And then one of the first posts I saw this morning on Instagram is from our boys from the Outdoor Drive podcast, Ghost Hunter 2985. He made a post on Instagram, and his his exact words were, just because you can't see the sun doesn't mean you can't feel its power. Keep it moving and never give up. Life is hard, but not impossible. And the beat goes on. And I sent him a message on that post, and I said, dude, I don't think you understand how much I needed that today. And he sent me a text, and he he, he sent me because we we met them up in Harrisburg. Yeah, we met Ghost Hunter up in Harrisburg. We met all the guys from the Outdoor Drive podcast, and he sent me a text. He said, "Dude, you okay?" I said, "Yeah, I'm good, man. I I just don't think you realize how much I needed that this morning." And it's just like Shiner. Shiner posts from the uh, Titty and Shiner show. He posts inspirational quotes every day, but that was the first one I saw today. And I'm going to tell you what, Ghost Hunter, I know you listen to the show, brother. I don't think you understand how much I needed that today. I appreciate it. Nah, dude, that's pretty freaking awesome. I got to say something about Dreama. The first, uh, So I've heard about all this stuff that's been going on with you. You, you know what I mean? 
But I got to say something yeah. to Mrs. Simonetti or Simonetti. It doesn't matter because she's probably ready to kick my mm-hmm. butt. But uh, <laughs> so <laughs> the other day you got to hold me and was like, dude, I just like I, I had to leave work early because Dreama like has a flat tire or her tire needs air in it. Right. Did you not teach her yep. how to put air in a tire, Johnny? Ever? <laughs> she knows how to do it. Dude, she she she's on a she's on a tight schedule. It, luckily, my boss is a little more forgiving. You know, she works for the school system. Yeah, you know, she was going from one school to uh, to another, and she's on a tight she's on a tight schedule. And she knows anything she needs. I got her back. Here, let me give you an example. Last Friday, she sent me a, a picture of her gas gauge, and she said, "Babe, I'm sorry. I meant to tell you last night. I need the gas. I don't know how long it's been since my wife's pumped gas. I pump. I, I get gas for my wife. So what I did was I didn't tell her. So I knew she needed gas. So I left out because I'm off on Fridays. So I went over. I got her car. I went and put ten dollars worth of gas in it." But when I parked her car, I made sure I turned the, the uh, fans on high. I faced all the vents towards her face. I turned the radio <laughs> full blast, and I turned her windshield wipers on high and cut the car off. <laughs> that's the kind of goofy shit we do. <laughs> Heck yeah, that's, man. That's 22 years of love right there, man. I, yeah, <laughs> she said – she sent me a text. She said, uh, so I take – thank you for getting me gas. She goes, I got my car, and I'm like – she said, I'm like, what the hell is going on? And she is, I looked down at my gas gauge. I knew you were here. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that reminds me, like, so my mom is kind of like a practical jokester, right? And yep. whenever I was younger, we went to visit my aunt and uncle. And while everybody was in a different room, she snuck upstairs and had a deck of cards. And she broke the cards down into, like, six different piles and got on a chair and placed each pile on each leaf of the ceiling fan on top. So whenever they turned the ceiling fan on, it would be 52 card pickup. Another one. That's hilarious. Yeah, dude, this is, this is like totally the way she is. And another one was, um, she set all their alarm clocks to go off at like three but then the next one would be 3.30, then 4, then 4.30, like all throughout their house. Like every half hour, there would be another one in another room or off in the distance somewhere where you just had to get up because you could hear it. <laughs> that's uh, Man, uh, that's the kind of crap we do here. That's the kind of crap Dreamer does to me. Uh, that's that. Yeah, that's good stuff. You, you always got to laugh, dude. I've told Dreamer a hundred times. I said, babe, one of these days, you're going to scare me and I'm going to drop dead of a heart attack. I, I'm just a jumpy dude, man. You can scare me easy. I, I told one of the guys at work today, I said, Andrew, you need to start videotaping every time you scare me because we could get a million views on YouTube. <laughs> well, I'll tell you someone who will be someone who watches that. It's definitely me. I hope that's the case. <laughs> But, Man, I could tell you so many stories. That dream, Dreamer gets me all the time, dude. Oh, but she gets mad when I scare her. 
she was sleeping on the sofa one day and I went in and got a pot and a wooden spoon and I just banged that pot. Oh, I thought she was going to kill me. (laughs) I don't have the balls for that. (laughs) I don't anymore because I I thought she was going to kill me that day. (laughs) (sighs) Johnny, we, uh, yes, sir. One thing we do every week is we put out about fan questions. And I really didn't yes, do that this week. Um, but I want to let everybody know that we have a new way to submit fan questions to the show. Yes, you, sir. You can download the Anchor app, folks. Find Todd Ornoff on the Toddcast on Anchor. And there is a button that says Message. You can click this button. And like all of you, everybody who's... We've had so many, so many fan questions since we started doing this. And, you know, we, we receive those messages via social media or email. Well, now you can record your message on the Anchor app or anchor.fm slash Todd Ornoff on the Toddcast. Hit the message button and you can record your question. So you don't have to type it out. You don't got to stress your thumbs out typing or texting this into the show. All you got to do is press the record button and ask your question, and that question will be played live on the air. You can, you yourself can become immortalized, immortalized on my show. So that is another new format that we are offering everybody, and I honestly, I think it's awesome. Have the listeners' voices reading the questions to us. What do you think, Johnny? <laughs> I think that could be dangerous, but but it's a good idea. But that could be dangerous. <laughs> I didn't think about that part. <laughs> we have some cra- we have some I crazy did. listeners, man. Yes, we do. <laughs> now listen, another thing. Oh. While you're there on Anchor.fm slash Todd on the Podcast or the Anchor app, Todd on the Fun Podcast, make sure you go over and hit the support button. Support the show. Johnny and I do this for free each and every week. You can make contributions to the show as low as 99 cents. So feel free to step up to the plate and hit a dinger with us. Let's support this show. Let's get some great products out to everybody, you know, and uh, let's make this show even bigger and better than it already is. I mean, at one point I didn't think it was possible, and then we switched to Anchor, and we have all these different outlets now. So it's a pretty awesome thing. If you can, feel free. 99 cents. Todd Owen from the podcast. Absolutely, absolutely. So, although Johnny, oh we didn't, man, although we didn't put anything out for listener questions, I received a listener question, a, a two questions, Uh-oh. It was sent directly to me. Okay. All right. The first part of the question was directed towards me, but I'm gonna ask the second one first because it was directed towards you. Ready? All right. Yep. What things are there to do in Leesburg, Virginia, Johnny? This came from Michael Kilborn, who was a participant in last week's fan questions as well. <laughs> Mike, I'm sorry. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't have a damn clue. I couldn't tell you where Leesburg, Virginia is. <laughs> He's going to be visiting there, Johnny, at the end of April. This is, listen, you got homework to do to help our listeners out. 
You're right. I got homework to do. Leesburg, Virginia. I, honestly, I've heard of it, but I could not tell you where in the hell Leesburg, Virginia is. Well, I could tell you. Couldn't tell right you now. In the analytics for the show, baby, we have listeners in Leesburg. So Leesburg. Folks, All right. Leesburg folks, help us out. Email the uh, show on the talkcast at gmail dot com. Email the show. Give us some info on what's going on in Leesburg. Help out, Mr. Michael Kilborn. And so to the uh, Leesburg, Virginia listeners, I owe you a big apology because I, I'm sorry. I will do my homework. I promise you. <laughs> so I owe you a big apology. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> question number. Sorry, Mike, you didn't get no freaking answer from that question, but uh, we'll try with the yeah. other one. My, my bad. And Johnny, I want your take on this too, okay? Okay, bro. It's written for me, but I want your question. I want your answer too. It says so. Given the fact that you are a diehard Yankees fan through and through, should the Astros be given a one-year suspension from postseason play if they are eligible for it? Johnny, go ahead and answer. I mean, that's that's I mean that's a damn good question. Uh, I think they've already taken care of. Care of I don't know. I, I, that's that's a hard question. I, I'm not sure even how to answer that. I think they've handed down suspensions and all that crap. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's a tough question. What do you think? What bothers me are is the is the way they're handling the players. Uh, I, I, I think all the players should get a one-year – I think players should get a one-year suspension. I'm sorry, I do. And if that means the program okay. is defunct for a year, I'm, well, then go for it. I don't care. I Because, you know, the Major League Baseball Player Association and everything, they're going to try to protect the players. Yeah, they got rid of the GM. Yeah, they got rid of the coach. But, you know, the guys were active participants. They were all for right. it. You know? I get it. I get it. But I, yeah. I I don't agree with these grown adult men not having to pay the price for you know, this is national pastime, man. This is America's game. Yeah, you know what? Football is the most popular sport in the world right now. But you know what? It it hasn't always been. This athletics in America was built on baseball and I don't know, being a baseball guy and yeah, I am a diehard Yankees fan, and yeah, it probably really affected the Yankees at one point here in the postseason a couple years ago. But I don't know. I think something needs to be done with the players for sure, more than more than anything that's happened. But Johnny, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but spring training is going on right now. And oh yeah, the oh. Astros players, as of like last week have led spring training in being plunked by pitchers. The guys are just getting drilled left and right. And I'm telling you, that's going to happen all season long. Really? It could be August coming down to the end of the season, and these guys are still going to get drilled. I guarantee you the first batter of the game this year on opening day for the Astros Mm. is going to get plunked. Mm-mm-mm. Well, I'll be watching. You know, I'm not – I don't keep up with everything. I mean, I'm not a big – I don't sit down and watch everything. But I'm going to tell you right now, baseball season and my daughter made JV softball. When it comes to baseball and softball, 
I'm I'm all in, dude. I, I don't follow all the major league games, but this is my favorite time of year right here. I, screw football, screw soccer, screw tennis. I don't like basketball, period. Baseball is my season, man. I love watching baseball, playing baseball, playing softball. That's all me. I love it. But like I said, I don't keep up with every single game. I don't have a favorite team. I grew up a Yankees fan back when you know, Reggie Jackson was playing. I, I had I signed baseball from Reggie Jackson back in the day. I, I mean, I was all about the New York Yankees, but I'm just I just like watching baseball. Period. <laughs> you know what's funny? You mentioned about Reggie Jackson. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, he was like your guy or whatever. Well, I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> I think I was I think I was uh seven or eight. You know, I, I I've been to uh I've actually been to three I can remember three New York Yankees game up in New York because I have family in New York and we would go up and watch the Yankees play and Reggie Jackson was my man. I mean when I played baseball, my baseball glove I I I wrote Reggie Jackson in the palm of my glove. Reggie Jackson was my man. I, I just, he was the greatest. You know, it's just like back in the day when, uh, you had, um, Terry Bradshaw, Lynn Swan, Franco Harris for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That was my team, my team back in the day. I was a huge Steelers fan. I had the helmets. I had the jerseys. You know, of course I was a kid, but you know, that, that's how I grew up. You know, my grandfather is, he was, it, he was a the biggest Steelers fan. If you did not root for the Steelers, oh, he would cuss you. And that's what I don't understand. That's that's one thing I don't understand about my cousin, my one cousin. He's a Cowboys fan, and I'm like, really, dude? You know, Papa is rolling around in his grave right now. <laughs> that's I guess that's why I hate the Cowboys so much because from a from a Papa. <laughs> The baseball season is here, and I, I I announced a few weeks ago that um that my baby boy he uh, he's starting, and uh, dude, we started practices this week. He had his third practice today, first ever, yep. uh, first year ever, and uh, happy to say I'm coaching. And uh, oh my gosh, dude, yep. Let me tell you, nothing me, better than that, dude. Huh? I said, there's nothing better than that, homie. There's not, I, I've but seen the pictures, me. dude. I, I know. It's scaring me. And it's not him playing. It's not the other kids. It's me that scares me. <laughs> I'm so used to coaching late teens. Because I've coached... Yep. I've coached 15 and 16-year-olds for years. I was an American Legion coach. I was a pitching coach in college. And... Now I got six and seven year olds. You can't exactly go up and, and with parents there, you can't have a team huddle and say, "All right, guys, listen, we're not listen. Today's goal, don't suck today." You know, like you can't go and say that. <laughs> you can't say that to these children. I want to, but oh, dude, is it comical though? I was really worried on like, just because how intense I am with this game, how I how I would react to situations. On, you know, not being able to throw the ball very far or whatever, you know, not covering a bag when you're supposed to. 
not backing up a throw to third if you're the pitcher. You know, like things like that. I was like, because that's what always irks me, right? But, dude, these little kids are so fun. Oh, yeah. You know, having the ability to help, like, mold these children and uh, hopefully someday, like, becoming, like, real legit ball players and, like, having a piece of that, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, dude, it really is. You know, I, I started coaching my daughter when she was four years old. In uh, what we had here is called blast ball. You, you just hit the ball off the tee and you just make it to first base. That I've been coaching my daughter since she was four years old, and then I guess about the age when she was still playing baseball because they didn't offer, you know, that 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 low, you know, age group in softball. She played baseball until she got into the actual pitching stages, and then, but once once it got to that, you know, the parents. What pisses me off is parents are so competitive. Look. Let your kids go out and have fun. I mean, I get that you want to win every damn game, but I just I quit coaching because I was going to end up telling parents off. Yeah, so many parents like so many parents think their kids are like superstars. You know what I mean? And uh, it's like they're like trying to live vicariously (laughs) through their children. And you know, like you know. Yeah, my my kid's a stud. You know, like you hear it all the time. I heard it so much whenever I was like an American Legion coach, and uh, it just used to drive me up a wall. You know what I mean? It's like, how could you like not like? How could you? I don't know. How could you put your kid on a pedestal when when you know like they're super young or whatever? I don't know. Maybe it's because like, you know. I had the experiences that I had or whatever. Like, I don't have to do that. I've, I've had my baseball career and it was pretty freaking awesome. So maybe just my mindset is like a little bit different because I already had my time and it was a good time. It was very, very fun. But these, these parents that like, you just hear them talk about the kids and you know, like, Oh, the freaking, you know, my kid's the second coming of who the freak ever. Well, no, he's not, dude. He's five. You know what I mean? But I don't know. The parent thing is hilarious to me. But I don't know. I'm excited for this year, though, man. I'm I'm really excited. You know, like, this is all brand new to him. And, like, for instance, here today, he was back behind the plate as we were taking infield and outfield. And, uh,. He got a ground ball, uh, and he, he meant to throw it to first, and we're all like, throw it to first, throw it to first. And he goes, and he, like, chucks it down to third. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he got the corners. Like, if if it was an older kid, you know what I mean, I'd probably make him do 25 push-ups or something, just the way that I was. But, uh, yeah, dude, it's so fun just watching these kids learn this game. And, you know, like, the confidence building in this is just – it's, it's it's so fun to watch. It is, dude. It is. It really is. I I enjoyed every minute of coaching. You know, when I coached my daughter and stuff, it it's just it's so rewarding. And hats off to my daughter. She made the JV softball team. Uh, yes. She she's a little badass. So they they actually had their first scrimmage um, not next week, week after next. So I'm looking forward to that. 
And you know, we got her a glove back in, we had one of our local sports stores get ready to go out of uh, business. So they had big sales and we got her a new glove and she said, dad, you need to do my glove. All right, I'll, I'll get it, babe. That, that dad, I, you know, I, I need a glove. Okay. You know, I'll get it, honey. I finally got around to getting her glove conditioned last weekend. And she's like, when I told her when she woke up that morning, I was working on her glove. She said, Oh my God, you're working on my glove. I said, Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so you know, as a matter of fact, it's 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 in the oven. It's it's in the oven right now. So as soon as we get off the podcast, I got to go take it out of the oven. <laughs> you know, I you asked me about that, and you now I got to thinking about. It, I was like, I never used a glove conditioner ever in my lifetime. You know, like they're out there. There are so many different methods that people use, dude. So many. Yeah. But I was a freak. All right. I literally, for weeks after getting a brand new glove, and I had, I mean, because I loved the game as much as I did, and because I busted my tail as hard as I did, like, my dad got me some pretty top quality equipment, right? You know, because, like, it wasn't going to go to waste, it was going to get used and taken care of the right way. And, uh, Dude, those gloves, they can get expensive, bro. And uh, I had a few of them. But I would just, like, my method for me was honestly, I would just, like, I would take my brand new glove and I would just throw it 500 times down into the ground. Just down in the dirt. I would just have this brand new freaking, you know, Rawlings Pro Preferred. And I would just, boom, slam it right into the ground 500 times. But I would sleep with it on my hand. I nights and nights and nights i would just sleep with it on my hand just to you know because like the tossing and turning all the pressure on it as you're sleeping as as like it's under you as a pillow at one point throughout the night you know like i just i always had the thing molded right to my hand and i like a glove to be extremely tight probably too tight but i want it to feel like it's like a part of my body uh just for control purposes but, um, you know, like a lot of people, they soak their glove in water overnight just to soften the leather or whatever. Like, I don't know, there are tons of different ways, but I, I, I would literally just, like, demolish my glove. Like, you know, throw it against walls or whatever. I don't know why. That's just the method I use. But, hey, it worked. But, um, you know, <laughs> talking, about sporting, talking about sporting equipment. This is something I think only maybe like four or five people know, and now literally thousands of people are going to hear this this week. <laughs> um, yep, yep. My mom, <laughs> the the wacko that she is, and she'll hear this and know that that's a compliment to her. Um, she wanted to get me on the <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres show because no I, I have a I have a hidden talent, Johnny. Uh-oh, I'm looking forward to this. I used to. And when I'm saying I was a nut, dude, I was a nut. I had a scorebook, and every time the Yankees were on, I would actually keep the book for the game and everything. And while I was doing that, I had a box of baseballs. A box of baseballs holds nine balls. And I was able to gather up nine different brands of baseballs, and I would put one baseball in each little divider or whatever. And I could sit there with my eyes closed, pick up one ball, smell it, and tell you what brand it is. 
Get out of here. Dude, I yeah, legit. I was a nut. I could smell no the kidding. Leather. I could smell the leather and tell you what brand it was. I could feel the laces and and you know, like for the most part, most of the time tell you what brand it was. Yeah, man. It was weird. But I used to do that for hours. And just like yeah, you know, like the other day go to the first practice. I'm I'm in the driver's seat. I'm driving. I got my right hand on the wheel, and I got my glove on the left hand, like I'm getting ready to go play. You know, I was just so excited. <laughs> and I was just going to throw a batting. Practice. Oh, that's awesome. That's funny, dude. Uh, dude, I'm I'm looking forward to to keeping up with uh yours and uh, your son's season, dude. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, it's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be oh, and and and. And and by the way, I, I meant to send you a Marco back today. Miss Lola May gave me the stank face today. She did. She gave me the stank face. Crossed her arms and gave me the stank face today. You I was like, see, oh, Miss. You should see what you she gives what? me. <laughs> After what she gave me today, I can only imagine. Oh, that was the cutest shit ever. <laughs> it's worse for the daddy, trust me. <laughs> oh, and, and and speaking of little girls, did you watch the video I sent you right before we started recording? I did. Dude, I'm gonna tell you what. I'm glad we were running a little bit late because if you would if we would have started on time, I wouldn't been able to compose myself. I was laughing so damn hard. Oh my gosh, that's the funniest thing I've seen in I don't know how long. <laughs> You want to explain it? Go ahead. No, you. This is this is your baby. Go for it. <laughs> One of my buddies sent me a message on Messenger, and it's got a it's got a mother. She's she's obviously sitting on the toilet, and she calls her little girl in there and say, "Hey, hand me the toilet paper." And she comes in, the, you know, the bathroom. And she goes, "Why?" She goes, "Well, I can't reach it." Well, the little girl hands her the toilet paper, and she has Nutella on her fingers. <laughs> So when she reaches for the toilet paper, she wipes her fingers on the little girl's hand. <laughs> and she said, what is that? And the little girl said, it's poo. <laughs> and she goes through the sink and starts washing, and she starts gagging. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to get through the story, homie. <laughs> <laughs> it is the funniest. It is the funniest shit I've ever seen. I laughed for a solid 20 minutes. My side hurt, hurt so bad. And the mother sitting there, she said, well, just smell it. She, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I died. I died last. I could not. I'm so glad we we started late because I wouldn't have been able to do it. I was laughing too damn hard. <laughs> oh, that was, She's, yeah. and she, the, the mother kept telling her, she goes, well, just lick it. She said, no, I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> that girl was probably like five or six. The, yeah, the little girl ends up puking in the hand towel. <laughs> I was done, dude. I, I was, I lost it. I sent that to everybody. I actually shared it to my Facebook page. It was so damn funny. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I saw that thing uh, earlier this week. I, it was, it was freaking hilarious for sure. It was definitely funny. Oh my god. Oh. So, did, all right, so I, 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 now I I have a question for you. As far as our listener question goes, we got to talking about baseball. We we got to talking about the Astros. I want to get your opinion 
on Pete Rose. Do you think that shit should be lifted by now? Yeah, and I think it will get lifted after he's dead, which is going to be ridiculous because then we won't get to hear the greatest hitter of all time's Hall of Fame speech. That's just what happens. It's bull. Thank it's, you. Uh, it's ridiculous. Thank you. But absolutely, Thank Pete should get it's it. It's bullshit. Yep. I, I'm sorry. It, come on, man. You got all this shit going on in, in the major leagues. He bet on on games. So what? He's still the greatest all-time hitter. He never bet against that, his Lift that band. He never bet against his teams. I, I don't give a damn if he bet against the team or not. I know he didn't. It doesn't matter. So what? It, dude, put the man in the Hall of Fame. Lift this shit and put the man in the Hall of Fame. That's been my opinion for I don't know how long. Sorry, that, get me that, fired up. Ho- that I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a Pete Rose fan. No, <laughs> go for it. So am I. His commentary, I don't know if you've heard his commentary the past few years, but it is absolutely awesome because he bashes everybody in the big leagues right now because they don't play as hard as he does, and he <laughs> makes it known. Yep. But, oh, I, hey. Dude, speaking I, of I the hear Hall you got to rip him. Speaking of the Hall of Fame, Derek Jeter. One of the the all-time greats. One of the all-time great winners. You know, he... Let's think about this for a second. Just because it's very interesting. When Derek Jeter came around, at that time, within a one- or two-year period, in baseball, you had Derek Jeter, who became one of the greatest winners of all time. In the NBA, you had Kobe Bryant come around the same exact time in football you had peyton manning come at this just about the same same time within a one or two year time period all the that era of sports was unbelievable but Derek jeter just got voted into the hall of fame which he was my guy growing up i had i had two guys who i really idolized growing up in baseball it was Derek Jeter and Roger Clemens. I wore number t- 22 because Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens threw at okay. his son. He he threw at his son in a father-son game. That dude is a badass. <laughs> but Derek Jeter did not... What bothers me about the Hall of Fame stuff is there always has to be one guy who says no. Outside of Mariana Rivera last year... Nobody has ever got 100%. Okay. And Derek Jeter had, I think it was one guy, say no. Just because some of these people, they don't believe that something's that... A lot of them don't believe that everybody can just get, or anybody rather, can get in at a 100% vote. Why, what? I want to know the arguments for some of these people saying no. Ken Griffey Jr. did not get a hundred percent. I was I wasn't a Ken Griffey Jr. guy, but at the age of twenty nine, he was already a part of the All Century team. Come on, man! I I've got the, a I've I got the a Hall simple. of Fame should be voted solely by fans. Well, uh, even then, 
and I, I'm I'm going to make a quote. Haters going to hate. Haters that's gonna that's hate. the only way I can explain it. That's the only way I can explain it. Haters going to hate. <laughs> My goal this year is to go see Derek Jeter's Hall of Fame speech. I've been to Cooperstown, I think it was nine times, nine or ten times I've been to the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, nice. New York. Wonderful, wonderful area. But I've never gone there to see an induction speech, and Jeter was my absolute guy, my number one. So that's my goal this year. I'm going to Cooperstown to watch Derek get inducted. Nice. Nice. Hey, you got to set them goals. I, I've got a goal this year, too. That's oh, the Pond? W Ohio. Huh? Well, yeah, that, too. Well, don't, don't just yeah. downplay PodCon. I'm not downplaying it. All right. I'm not downplaying it. But, yeah, that's that's definitely a goal. When is that? August. August when? 8th. All right, August. All right, so I got August. But I do have a bucket list because one of the things I want to do this year, I'm – Taking my ass to Ohio, I hope, to go hunt turkey with Keith Chirac, Stephanie Chirac from Tattooed in the Wild, and Garrett Benner from The Modern Assassin. And I'm hoping Dallas Brewer is coming up, the co-owner of Tattooed in the Wild. I want to share turkey camp with these fools this year, and I want to shoot a turkey in the face. That's that's on my bucket list for this year. You know, my boss... My boss at work founded one of the chapters of the uh, the NWTF. Right. Here in Pennsylvania, in Jefferson County. And, uh, you know, he's been on the outdoor channel, turkey hunting and, and everything. He, uh, he makes his own game calls, which are absolutely outstanding. But his favorite thing in the world is turkey hunting. You, you give him a call, his phone gobbles. That's his ringtone. The guy's all all turkeyed out. <laughs> Legit. I hear gobbles awesome. 30 times a day, and like I turn my head real quick, you know. And uh, I, you know, being the hunter that I am and the big hunter that I am, I've never really truly gone turkey hunting. I've gone out for turkey. I've seen turkey when I've been deer hunting. But uh, I've never gone out really hard for turkey, and I'm going to this year. He's going to take me out. He's going to teach me the ropes. Uh, he, he said, once you get hooked on this, it's unlike anything else. He said, it will be my favorite I, I'm deer hunting. I'm not going to disagree. Can, can I, Let me tell you a quick story. I've only been turkey hunting for nine years, Okay. When I was 12 years old, I grew up in West Virginia, and we spent a lot of time with my grandma Turner. Well, she raised turkeys, okay? So when it was time for her to have a turkey or we were going to eat a turkey, she went out, chopped one's head off, brought it inside, put it in a pot, boiled it. And she they, they had a two-story, nine-bedroom house. Well, there was not a room, there was not a room in that house that you could go to to get away from the smell, the funk that that turkey smelled in that house. Okay. She put it in a boiling water and she plucked it and we had it. So being a 12 year old kid, I thought 
Well, when it comes to turkey hunting, that's what you got to do. You got to bowl it. You got to stink up your house. You got to pluck it and do all this. I wanted no part of it. So I, I did not go turkey hunting at all. Well, and I want, I want, I want Dallas and Keith to tell their story of how they met and how Dallas got into turkey hunting because Keith Chirac from Tattooed in the Wild, co-owner of Tattooed in the Wild, he, we, Garrett Benner from the Modern Assassin and Kills It podcast, he calls him the turkey zombie because Keith absolutely loves turkey hunting. They were out fishing one day and Keith called in a turkey and Dallas was like, I want to hunt that. Keith bit Dallas and got Dallas into turkey hunting. And then when, when Tattooed in the Wild came apart and they asked me and Dallas asked me to be a part of it, he said, Johnny, he called me up one day. He said, Johnny, I'm coming in this weekend and turkey season was in. He said, do you know where some turkey are? And I'm like, yeah, I know, I know where a bunch of turkey are. He said, well, I'm coming in this weekend. I want to film you turkey hunting. I'm like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not a turkey hunter. I said, I'm not plucking a fucking turkey. Oh, sorry. I said, I'm not plucking a turkey. He said, no, you don't have to pluck it. You just skim them. I'm like, well, because I'm the type of person, if I'm going to shoot it, I'm going to eat it. I'm not right. going to just shoot something to shoot it. So he said, no, dude, you just got to skin it. So I started looking, you know, I didn't know. I, you know, I had nothing to do about a turkey. So I said, yeah, you know, come on in. Yeah, I wasn't expecting anything. Dallas, so Dallas came in that weekend and we went, we went hunting that morning and it was, it was like mid season, you know, here in Virginia. He came in, he had the camera, we're set up in the blind and he called a turkey in. He was right behind the blind. He could, Dallas could see him. I couldn't see him. And he's like, dude, it's the biggest bird I've ever seen. And I could hear him fluffing and drumming and spitting and and he he jumped up on a, a a dead limb well when the dead limb when it broke he broke and went off behind the blind so we didn't get him we we got out and chased him it didn't work out so we came back back to the blind and we're sitting there and we're just sitting there talking and then we heard some gobbles across the uh, field and he started calling he called in three times from 320 yards away that basically came running across the field, got on our property, got in range. I killed my first turkey on film with Dallas. And I'm going to tell you what, brother, I have been hooked ever since. And I blame it on Keith Chirac. It He bit Dallas and Dallas bit me. I, I'm going to tell you what, I'll be honest with you. I've been a, tur I, I've been a deer hunter since I was 12 years old. It, if you give me a choice to hunt turkey or deer, there's probably a good chance I'm gonna take that turkey hunt. I went I went back the next weekend by myself after Dallas left after I killed my first turkey. I went back that next weekend and killed one solo by myself. That's and awesome. I've been I've been turkey hunting ever since. Man, That's I cannot wait awesome. for turkey season, man. You know I have a turkey story. And I blame it. I... All right. No, go for it. No, I'm just saying, I blame it all on Keith. Keith bit Dallas, and Dallas bit me. And like I said, Garrett Benner from the Modern Assassin and the uh, Kills That Podcast, he calls Keith the turkey zombie, and I agree with that, 100%. <laughs> I went out for a filming in a uh, small town just north of Columbus, Ohio, for a show called Primal Instinct. 
uh, yep. which is now on Carbon TV. And uh, at the time, it was on the Outdoor Channel. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> whoop, whoop. And <laughs> we're in the blind real early in the morning. And it's getting to be almost daybreak. And he said, are, are you ready for this? And I was like, ready for what, dude? I've been hunting my whole life, you know, as in the camera guy talking to me. And he said, you're going to see a show here in, in probably about 15 minutes. And, dude, it was like 15 minutes to the freaking moment. I saw – this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. I never saw a bunch of turkeys up until this point in the wild. Well, there was a single file line. If, if, I, if it was not 100 turkey – I'm not sitting down talking into a wow. microphone right now. So wow. a little story about Ohio. You are able to hunt over a bait pile. And there was a pile yep. of corn off into the distance from where I was. And a single file line of turkey filled this like eight foot radius. Or I'm sorry, eight foot in diameter pile of corn. They... You couldn't see corn. There were so many turkey on this. When one turkey, Johnny, wow. would walk off, only one turkey would walk in and start to feed. No kidding. If three turkey walked off, only three turkey would walk in. It was the wow. craziest That's thing pretty... I've ever seen in my entire life. That's pretty cool. It was like a well-oiled freaking army. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Dude, it, it was absolutely freaking wild. It was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had in my life. That's, now, that's pretty cool. We were out there deer hunting. I was unable to smack any of these. I would have slung an arrow through one in a heartbeat. but Because uh, it was only like 25 yards away, so that's a chip shot with a bow. But my goodness, right. man, was it the coolest thing ever. Man, that sounds cool. That that, that does sound how, cool. I didn't realize how smart turkey are. <laughs> people people call them dumb birds. I, I don't I don't agree with that. They're they're not that damn dumb. <laughs> from something that I from things I've learned just from talking to turkey hunters, they're they're like way too freaking stealthy to like to jack with. If you don't know what you're doing, the chance of you actually getting one is. Almost slim to none. Yeah, I, I've been hunting. I've been hunting turkey now for I guess it's been nine years. And last year I hit one and it didn't recover it. So that's going to be nine nine years. There's been three years that I did not kill a bird. There have been several years where I've killed two birds a season. I I think I killed three birds. Once, because here in Virginia, you're allowed three birds, period, on your tags. You can kill all three in the spring, or you can kill one in the fall. If you kill one in the fall, you can only get two in the spring. So I think there was one year where I killed three birds. And like I said, I hit one last year. Keith Keith was in filming me from Tattooing in the Wild, and I hit a Jake, and I'll be damned. We could not, I, we just couldn't, we couldn't find him. I know I hit him. There's no doubt I hit him, but we looked and looked, and 
could not find him. It was, it was a funny story because uh, you'll have to go back and look at Keith's Instagram or my Instagram a ways back. He was making fun of me. We know I, we know I hit him, but we just did not get the recovery. When I do one this, of my, I one of my, my favorite. Bow. All right, well, that, yeah, that's fine. I, I tell you what, I, I will take my bow when I've already got two on. You know, I've already filled two tags because. I'm going to tell you what, I've got the best recipe for turkey breast ever. If it's not turkey jerky, take that thing, take that turkey breast, inject it with uh, Creole butter, season it down with some reload rub, fully loaded, wrap it in bacon, and put it on the smoker. Oh, just melts in your mouth, dude. Oh. You talk about reload. But, Yeah. I had a porterhouse last night, Johnny. Uh-oh. I smothered and covered that son of a gun with fully loaded. Mm. I woke up in the morning after brushing my fangs the night before, and I swear to God I could <laughs> still taste that freaking fully loaded. It was so good. Uh, I just I just placed an order Sunday. I'm I'm waiting on my order now. I I, I just placed another order for uh fully loaded and Magnum. Cause I I already used my whole bottle of Magnum. I got the big one. <laughs> I'm already out. Did you happen to use a promo code? I did. What promo code would that be? You tell me, son. Reloadrub.com, folks. Place an order. Best seasonings out there. Period. I use it daily. Johnny empties his bottles daily. At checkout, make sure you use the promo code TODD, T-O-D-D. Save yourself 10%, folks. It's the best stuff out there. They've been the longest supporter of this show. Check them out. They're freaking prime time, I promise. Guaranteed. You will not be disappointed. I got some chicken wings. Uh, I just... I just... And I'd sp- they had seasoning on them, but... Not going to lie, I may have taken a little bit of the double action and did a little spring spring. So, they were freaking oh, good. Of course. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I use that stuff on everything. My daughter, my daughter, when she fixes it, she loves ramen noodles just like I do, or ramen noodles, whatever, however you would say it. Um, she loves ramen noodles. She will mix the packs like, like you're supposed to. She will go in and get packing heat and put on her ramen noodles. Luckily, my daughter has my same taste buds. <laughs> you can literally use this stuff on anything. Anything. Dude, one of my favorite snacks is sliced cucumber with double action on it. A lot of people put salt and pepper and- or whatever, whatever those freaks do. But I'm telling you, get yourself some double action, ReloadRub.com, promo code Todd, save 10%, buy a cucumber from the store, hack it up, healthy snacks, folks. Come on. We got to get, we, we got to make America healthy again. And while you're doing that, if, put some double action on. It'll be the greatest snack of all time. Well, I'm going to tell you now, if people go back and listen to some of our first, very first episodes I talk about that's what got me looking into Reload Rub. 
I saw you putting this stuff on your cucumbers. I'm like, if you put this stuff on cucumbers, is it that good? Well, I had to order some. And I'm like, yeah, it's that damn good. And I've been hooked ever since. <laughs> that is the, your cucumber post is the, the, the one that got me. This is before you and I even started a podcast. That's what got me buying Reload Rub and Seasoning right there, your cucumber post. That's what got me. And I've been, like I said, I've been hooked ever since. They've got their own podcast, That Reload Life. I listen to it every week. They have my mouth watering every time they do a podcast, dude. Yeah, Stacy's sucking on. Stacy's sucking on bones this week. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're a bunch of they're a bunch of great people. They're great friends of mine. Uh, they've actually been on the show before. I've been on their show. It's pretty awesome. Great people. Once again, promo code Todd T O D D. Make sure you check it out. But Johnny Absolutely. Simonetti, we're at the one hour. Or Simonetti, or Simonetti. It doesn't matter. <laughs> real quick, we're about to sign off here. But real quick, you said you had family members in New York. How yep. do they pronounce your last name? Simonetti. There you go, folks. Ladies and Simonetti. gentlemen, my name is Todd Orndorff. Thank you so very much for listening to this show each and every week. That is brought to you for free. Don't forget to check out the message button. If you want to leave a fan question, you don't have to use social media anymore. You can go to anchor.fm slash Todd Orndorff on a podcast. Hit message. Record your message. It will be played live on the air or the Anchor app. Todd Order for the Toddcast. Obviously, if you use this app, you are listening to this show. Hit the message button. Also, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It helps the show out greatly. Gives a lot of feedback to everybody who is in charge of this show. And the show could go to even further legs sometimes. Maybe. If possible. We will see. Rate, review, and subscribe. Don't forget to hit the support button. 99 cents on anchor.com. Anchor.fm slash Todd Order for the Toddcast. 99 cents. It will be greatly appreciated. It will help the show with new giveaways. It will help the show with whatever it is we got going on for you listeners, for you loyal listeners. So, folks, thank you very much. My name is Todd Orndorff. Out. Peace. We're talking about a man. That's me. He's esteemed. He's known worldwide. You heard him. That's far. Mr. Tuttle. Let's go. I'm a podcast veteran. Been in the game for 10 years. I got the co-host. That knows most. And that's Johnny. And I'm Toddy. This is the TC. And